power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. It's TIE Fighter Renegades, a Star Wars podcast. Ooh, the man of tomorrow is here to do something. Well, A, it's something I love to do, but B, <laughs> it's something I've wanted to do for years and years and years. Uh, it is TIE Fighter Renegades, folks, and you know what that means. I am not alone, uh, but not only am I not alone... We'll get a picture. We'll get more than pictures to commemorate this moment. But I am joined in studio, not via Jitsi, not via Skype. I am joined in studio by none other than Rob Freebeard. Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Live and in living color. That's right. (laughs) Welcome to New Hampshire. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. Holy shit. I mean, when, when did... What was it 2013 2014 when not only i mean I, what we, we had talked online yeah. at that point right yeah um but that was the first and only time that we'd ever met in person yeah if, if i got that right right yeah, yeah. that that at that festival at, at that event yeah yeah, in yeah. Some mountains right state yeah yeah right so that 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 was it and I think a lot of people would probably be shocked by that just because of the way that we talk to each other. We act as if we've, you know, just like known each other and hung out for years and all this jazz. And I mean, in, in certain ways, certainly we have, you know, um, I mean, we, we consider each other brothers, right? The, the whole thing. Yeah. We're family. Yeah. Like I said, you're, you're like about the closest thing to family that I really have. Same. So yeah. So <laughs> it, it's amazing that it took this long, you know, for, for this to happen, but fortuitous circumstances occurred uh, you know, a, um, well, well, we'll see how, how it all takes shape and I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about it more in the future. I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, regardless, this is awesome Yeah. to finally be in studio together face to face, you know, just, it's like Moses and God and your beard is very Moshe. I must say. <laughs> not, not that we're, I'm claiming I'm God. We're, we're parting the rivers here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me come down on my sapphire throne. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but here we are face to face, you know, and just we're, we're ready to talk some fucking Star Wars. Yeah, as always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we, and we've got, well, we, we've got other things we're going to be doing together that uh, I'm not sure when this episode will get released. But certainly this is the first recording we've been doing since you landed in at Ice Planet Zero, which, uh, man, I mean, you're so, you know, you're from California. I mean, how, how are you digging this? Uh, how are you digging this ice? How are you digging this snow? Honestly, it's refreshing. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I it, it's it's actually been pretty cool in California lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. And I've enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show before, but I hate the California heat in the summer. Sure, right. And, uh, you know, coming in actually to a place that actually has seasons is really nice for a yeah. change. Yeah, I mean, I lived in Van Nuys for a few months, and man, like, that was not not my best choice. Yeah. <laughs> it gets hot, that's Yes, sure. it does, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, traditionally, California has two seasons, warm summer and hot summer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, so, so you traded Tatooine for Hoth. I mean that, you know, that works, but (laughs) that's the better movie anyway. (laughs) 
Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but we won't go there because cause then we would need to turn on video to see Rob trying to kick my ass for, for ripping on A New Hope. <laughs> he might just do it, too. <laughs> so, uh, man, well, anyway, we've got, speaking of Tatooine, um, we, we've got a, a, a series to review, um, which I... I, I don't know. There, there is still. Well, you tell me how you feel about this, Rob. I mean, to me, I still feel there is something special about a Star Wars TV show happening, like especially live action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've been teased with that for so long, right? I mean, even before, uh, you know, George sold the uh, the franchise to Disney. Yeah. You know, there was talk of that Star Wars Underworld series, right? The young Palpatine. Series. Right, right. But it was going to be, you know, it was going to be uh, uh, that was going to be one aspect of it. But it was going to cover just, you know, kind of like this seedy underbelly of Coruscant. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, there's scripts for that and everything. Right. I mean, that was a video game. Far. Right, right, yeah. right. And Rick McCollum was working on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Un- unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that went pretty far. But, yeah, so I, I still think it, it, it feels special, even though we've had, you know, at this point now, we've had The Mandalorian. Um, we know there's a lot more, at least theoretically, you know, coming down the pike. Um, yeah, th- there's a lot going on. But, it, you know, because I think a lot of people feel kind of ambivalent about Star Wars movies now. You know? Yeah, like, well, I mean, who can blame him after the turd fest, <laughs> the triple turd fest? Yeah, um, yeah, it, it was a triple turd fest. Let, let, let's just call it what it is. Well, so Book of Boba Fett happened, and we're going to end up talking about that. Um, and I, I think that... So a lot of people are saying, and so spoiler alerts, folks, a lot of people are calling this Mandalorian Season 2.5. How do yeah. you feel about that? Uh, I, uh, to a degree, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also, um, it's it's Mandalorian two point five, but also like Luke Skywalker zero point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and certainly we'll get into that because it's a seven episode series, um, and yeah, once we got to what was it episode six, suddenly we get, or maybe it's five when we finally got, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker was back. Right. Um, which was, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We, we'll, we'll get into it. There's a lot to lot to unpack here and a lot to, a lot to say. Um, did you, I guess, I guess let, let's, let's get into it because that's, that's what we're here to record on, you know, and we can, and I'm sure we'll have, we'll, we'll wind down other roads uh, as, as we go along. Um, I mean, I guess we'll just get it get it at the beginning. Like, did you enjoy the series overall? I got to be honest with you. Um, the the show in its initial you know episodes is not only a slow burn, mm-hmm. but it's got some serious pacing issues. So you're saying like first three, four episodes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I so the, so they start doing you know the 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 flashback stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Star Wars traditionally hasn't really done a whole lot of. Yeah, other than like Last Jedi. And, right. So this is like, you know, leaning heavily into, you know, the the flashback trope. Yes. And uh, I think by, you know, chopping it up between, you know, present Boba Fett and flashbacks to, you know, just following Return of the Jedi, 
it, it kind of, like I said, it, it, it causes some pacing issues. I think they would have been better served by just telling, you know, the past as one story mm-hmm. from beginning mm-hmm. to end and then pick up five years later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, because so that's when the show takes place is five years after Return of the Jedi, correct? Right, it's in the same timeline as The Mandalorian. Yes, right, they're running concurrently, um, which... Ahsoka, the Ahsoka series will be doing the same thing. Yeah, presumably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, so-called Filoni-verse. Right, right, which would include, you know, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and, you know, some other things. Um, yeah, so I I agree. I mean, I, I found myself enjoying it overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind so much the slower pace. You and I had talked previously Yeah. that... You know, like you would have loved it if they just did a whole episode showing Boba's adventures with um, the Tuscans. With the Tuscans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then just just moved on with the show. Right. And yeah, I I think you're right. It, it it's just it, it's an odd beast because I feel like they're trying to explain why Boba Fett doesn't move with the precision and uh, 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 quickness action you know just like this ready for action kind of uh, um, attitude that boba like is perceived to have um and for it being only i mean the other hard part you had to do too was you know it's only five years after return of the jedi um you gotta explain why boba fett looks like tomorrow morrison you know like why he looks so much older like in his 60s i don't because i don't think he would because what like attack of the clones which is hard to believe we're celebrating like 25 or what was it? 20 years of attack of the clones. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, so, cause they did have tomorrow Morrison playing Boba Fett, which great. I think it's always good to have the, you know, the, the kind of the original actor in. So, but attack of the clones takes place. How many years before, or, you know, what is it? BBY, you know, how many years before the battle of Yavin? Uh, it's, was it like twenty five? Yeah, yeah, it's it's so uh, revenge. Revenge of the Sith is nineteen, is 19 years yep. before. Yeah, and then so Attack of the Clones. I mean, maybe five years more right. before that. Right. Um. So yeah, you've got to explain how Boba Fett is like a sixty year old man when he's only what forty. Yeah. Something? Now, now to but, that point. Yeah. I mean, we never did see. Boba Fett without his helmet in the original series. Right. And though they did say in Attack of the Clones that Boba was an unaltered clone mm-hmm. of Jango Fett. Yeah. You know, what if something got mixed up and he aged a little bit faster oh, than he should have? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I felt like the back to tank was their way of trying to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, then, yeah. but here again, like, and, and to your first point, you know, explaining why, you know, he's a little bit slower in this. I still think that is better to explain all of that to us up front. Yeah. And by doing the Tuscan story. And then we have closure on that and we understand what state he's in mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, five years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and all of that. And yeah. it also, st- you know, it also fully explains, you know, his shift in consciousness, too. Yeah. Because he's definitely a different person now. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, I mean, the sequences, you know, to be clear, I thought the sequences with the Tuscans, I loved them. Oh, I did too. I think, yeah. in fact, if anything, one of the problems I have with them splitting up is because, you know, they would go back to the, quote, present, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, well, no, I want more of the Tuscan story, <laughs> you know? The rest of this shit about being the daimyo, you know, uh, uh, Mos Espa right. was kind of boring. Right. Yeah, no, I, like, the finding out more about the Tuscans, the history of, like, Tatooine, even, I mean, it's very much... I felt like it was a series as much about Tatooine itself as it was about Boba Fett. Yeah, absolutely. If not more so. Yeah. Um, which is fine with me because it right. just adds a lot of color to A New Hope. Right. Uh, and and here again, this was kind of a thing of, I'm sure this is Filoni's influence in mm -hmm. picking up on stuff from, you know, the old expanded universe because that was a huge aspect of the, uh, the original Knights of the Old Republic game is that you went to Tatooine mm -hmm. and there was a whole sequence of, of missions where you would join a Tuscan tribe right. and explained a lot of the history of, you know, how the tribes came to be and what their oral history was and all that kind of stuff. And so that was a great callback to, to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, not, and not, and not only that, um, they also were, I think Filoni was calling in some legends. Like I remember in the Dawn of the Jedi, which was not that great, but in the Dawn of the Jedi comic series, they talked about Tatooine being like lush and green. Right, yeah. Like 26,000 years ago. Right. You know, in Star Wars history. And uh, they clearly alluded to that, you know, in, in this. I still feel Yeah, like because the, the, the planet got uh, glassed by the... Um, uh, what's the name of those aliens from... Here again from the Old Republic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shit. Yeah, it's yeah. escaping me too. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did you pick up Knights of the Old Republic for Switch or anything that the yeah, released? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah I, yeah, I was really pleased by that. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed initially because like the the on-screen text bubbles were like overly large and kind of obscuring too much of the screen. Yeah. But thankfully they patched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks much better now. Yeah. You know where that sucks? Not to get off topic. But I mean, here we're in studio, baby. We're gonna. <laughs> Rob and I are hanging out. We're gonna talk about what the fuck we want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> um, Diablo two resurrected. So yeah. Did Did you pick this up for Switch? I did. I did. Now, did you? Have you played it yet? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Now, granted, you have a Switch OLED. Right. Actually, you have two of those fuckers. <laughs> which, which essentially, in our present, in 2022, makes you one of the richest people alive. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, to be clear, I'm sharing my wealth. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, There's a good chance it might end up in Brian's hands before long. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you're the best man. Anyway, no. So, uh, um, did you find, because I have it too. And now, granted, I started playing it on a Switch Lite, so that's even smaller right. than the stock Switch, which I also have. Um, did, did you find that, like, I thought the text and everything was ridiculously small. Like, there's points where I just couldn't reach it, um, and I had a really hard time navigating the game. Did you did you feel that way at all? Um, I to, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, we're all getting older. I, I have... Yeah, sure. You know, I, I sometimes I have to wear reading glasses when playing games that are text heavy. I should have fucking thought of that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, this is not just a, a problem for me exclusively to this game, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, that that's certainly an element. And the other thing I do to get around that is, of course, you know, I can plug it into my TV. Yeah. Well, that's the thing on TV. I'm, on the TV, I'm sure it looks great. Yeah. Um, but like Diablo three, which I also have, that didn't have that problem. Uh, on the switch 
Yeah. So that's a weird thing. But I agree. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, yeah, I picked it up for Switch as well. Um, I noticed the same thing that you talked about where the bubbles, like, just the UI just felt off. Yeah. Uh, but they did patch it, and, and things are, are working smoother now. Um, are you picking up Force Unleashed? Because that's coming out, I think, next month. <sighs> I, I, Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel obligated to at this right. point. So I like I have all these Star Wars games right. on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, even though I own all of these games on PC. And, Ten times over elsewhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and even physical copies from you know, limited run and from, <laughs> you know, back in the day, like, yeah. you know, original copies. So, Oh yeah. You got the big boxes. My, yeah. I've seen yeah. 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 <laughs> my, my, my cup overfloweth, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I love the game when it came out force unleashed. I thought that was, that was awesome. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I already have it on PS2 and I, I don't know. I have it all over the place. Yeah. Same deal. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to end up We'll see if I end up picking it up. But a lot I gotta tell ones... you what I would really be excited they do if they they brought Revenge of the Sith to the Switch. Revenge of the oh the, the that, movie game yeah because yeah. so, that was actually a really good game exactly yes um, that's that's a great point like a lot of people I remember that was a big deal at the time was no guys this is actually a great movie game which was still kind of rare at, right at that point right um, that would be a, that'd be awesome yeah yeah. yeah. That and uh, Jedi Starfighter. Yeah, I'd love to have that back. Of course, Race of Revenge. I mean, yeah, there's, of there's course. a pretty good list Yeah, I'd love to see. Unfortunately, I've never played that. We'll remedy that this weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got that. We've, the big 42-inch screen, we'll, we'll do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, yeah, so, okay. So we, we ended up talking about Tatooine. Let's get back to Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I, I, I like that. I hear your point in that it would have been a better series if they just, like, didn't do the jump around. Right. And they just stuck with a more linear narrative. Um, I mean, that, but that kind of speaks to a thing. And, and I want to deep dive more on the show overall, okay? But that kind of speaks to a thing. I, I don't know that this needed to be a series. Like, the, the whole story, I feel like, could have just been told in, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Uh, pretty easy. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, like, it, it's odd that you say that it didn't need to be series, but at the same time, it is kind of required viewing at this point if you're watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, and, and, well, like I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of people feel like this is Mandalorian season 2.5. Right. And it really is. Right. Um, but it's, it's, like, it's not like you could go straight from Mandalorian season 2 to season 3 now. Because I'm sure that will make no sense. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably give a good recap. In the first episode of season three of the Mandalorian, but I agree. Like you really need to see this to get what's going on because there's, there's big stuff that happens with the Mandalorian, which is, right. which I guess speaks to part of a problem with the show, but for a lot of people, and I certainly understand where they're coming from that, uh, this, the show like didn't get good until Din Djarin. Yeah. Yeah. Comes in. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we talked before about this, and I think I'd made the comment that it was odd that, you know, the the book of Boba Fett was only good when Boba Fett wasn't in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. Which is an exaggeration, because right. like I said, we both loved the Tuscan sequence, and that was great. Yes, yes. I really, really liked it. I mean, and as soon as, like, I saw the pikes, 
like I remember where I was watching it with Ellen. I'm just like, holy shit, it's the Pikes. Yeah, right. You know, and that's and that's exciting. like that's only a big deal if you watch the Clone Wars. Exactly, and you know, I don't think we'd ever seen them in live action before now, and that was as exciting as anything. Right, just to finally see the Pikes in action, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Yeah, and especially with their masks off. Right. I mean, because we've seen ever like we've seen the Techno Union, right? They were an attack of the clones. We've yeah. seen like all the, most of the other like big syndicates. Uh, I guess we haven't seen a live action Faelene yet um, that I can think of, unless there was one maybe in the Mandalorian. I thought there was. I could be wrong, but maybe. Oh no, no, there was a Faelene in Bad Batch. Well, right, yeah. So, so live action, no. Yeah, live we, action. We've no. we've had Faelines in the new canon. Right, there's Black Sun everywhere. Right. Yeah, War of the Bounty Hunters, the comics right. all over the place. Right, yeah. yeah, but so far as live action failing, I think you're right, that has not happened yet. I mean, if they want to save it for bringing in Cheezor, great, you know, uh, like, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the character was great, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even if the story was somewhat problematic at times. Yeah, I don't know, I... I I like that Star Wars was taking a risk. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, this is, this is, yeah, problematic's the word, but I'm like, okay, but at least it's really something very different. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other conversation. So, um, yeah, seeing the Pikes was great. Uh, I think the point, I'm (laughs) trying to think of the point that I was, that I was, I was getting to with this. Uh, yeah, well, we were talking about how it didn't really need to be like an entire seven hour or you know well not every episode was even an hour most of them were 50 minutes some were 30 um i know a lot of people felt the first episode was like way too short it was only like 35 minutes yeah and there wasn't enough in it and i i kind of felt that um i knew the second episode would be coming you know we all knew it was coming out on wednesday or whatever which i find is a weird day to have have the show come out i don't know how do you feel about that does it really matter yeah no i I mean it it was a Having it on Wednesday, I usually never ended up watching it the day of. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, right. I'd, I'd usually end up watching the day after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even on the weekend. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it is kind of a weird day to do it. I think I think they're just kind of experimenting mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. this point with Disney Plus of having, you know, their different premiere shows air at different times. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Bad Batch was on Fridays, wasn't it? Um, I think so. Mandalorian Thursday was. or Friday. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. it was Mandalorian was Friday and yeah. Bad Batch was Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how much it matters. And to some degree, I mean, the, the problem is a lot of these shows are made, they're made in a novelized form, like in a serial form where like each episode is directly connected to another. Right. right. And I really think you can experience something far differently when you watch it all at once or in a quicker pace than once a week. And so there's a lot of times where somebody will come to me and they'll say, oh, the show was awesome. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the difference will be they watched it all at once. Yeah, they binged it. every it. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I haven't tested whether or not Mandalorian is bingeable yet. Right. I mean, no, I mean, not Book of Man- Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett is bingeable yet. But, um, I mean, that, that could be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I admit that. It's just kind of like... Unfortunately, since we're we're Star Wars junkies, you know, right. we got to like consume it right away. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah. Oh, tell me now. Give me more. You right. Know? But at the same time, just the way that these shows are made now, because they're not like you know capsule episodes. Um, I do wonder sometimes how that affects our experience um, of it overall. But yeah, so 
everything that happens to Boba Fett, again, could, I think could have really have easily been just in one movie, two hours, that's the end of it. Um, when you start to bring in the Mandalorian, I mean, it was kind of weird. Like, when you got to episode six, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was episode six, and Filoni wrote it, and I think he directed it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. As soon as you get to that, like, th- that episode, again, it's all Din Djarin, and it's Grogu, and it's Luke Skywalker. And it felt like a completely different show. Right. Like it, 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 right. It was, and, and it was just, it was jarring. And I felt like even the writing was incredibly disjointed because it felt like they were shoehorning the Mandalorian into this story. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work for me. Like, yeah, it was awesome. It's some of the best Star Wars moments ever because it's fucking Luke Skywalker, you know, but at the same time, it, it really like I didn't, it didn't work for me. Um, go, what do you got? So there's something else that kind of felt shoehorned and I, I, it's not like immediately, you know, uh, it's not like in your face, Uh but it it was something I noticed is like, so they show you the construction of the, the Jedi temple for wherever is Lucas setting up on that. And the architecture looks exactly like Octo where Luke was, you know, in the sequel trilogy. And it's Mm -hmm. like, how did he know what that looked like if he hadn't been there yet? Oh, hmm. that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Yeah, that that that's that's weird. Um, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, that sequence came off kind of odd. Yeah, like overall, I um, did like I did you know enjoy the the little uh, sequence with you know Grogu's training with the uh, the the drone the the train oh, yeah. that yeah. was that was cool. Yeah, I mean, the whole reversal of essentially Luke becoming Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. You know, and like literally having Grogu go through the same training he did. Right. Via those two teachers uh, was was beautiful. Like, yeah. It was downright poetic. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. I even loved how like Luke was lifting up Grogu. Grogu to like, yeah, for him to catch with up. The force. Yeah. yeah he's just like tossing him <laughs> with the force. That was so great. And I could just see like, like, you know, Luke internally going, you know, like, okay, kid, you're gonna have to learn how to do this on your own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then really to have that callback, you know, to attack the clones where like, you got to learn how to jump. Yeah. And, you know, cause that's of course, I mean, you know, people forget in 2002, Yoda finally breaking out a lightsaber and doing all those spin attacks and everything and attack of the clones. Like everybody was talking about that. Like the, the, in many ways, it was a whole movie for well, people. Well, like even in, uh, uh, the empire strikes back mm-hmm. when Luke Skywalker jumps out of the carbon freeze chamber and like Vader's response is impressive. Most yeah, right. impressive. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. Cause that almost makes it like, this is like a, like a, this is a Jedi requirement. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you pull that off, you're pretty damn good. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's good. I had I'd never thought about that. That's 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 fascinating. Um Yeah, so again, I thought everything with Din Djarin, um, and, and we'll certainly break down more of that because there's a lot to talk about in there. Um, but the sequence with Luke Skywalker and all of it, I mean, it was great. Like I was so happy to see it. But again, this wasn't the show for that. Yeah. No. Uh yeah. And, and it was just strange. Yeah. It, and and for me it I don't know how you feel about this, but like the way they ended that, that was kind of shitty. Oh, it was downright Sith to, to yeah. say, to, to tell Grogu, 
okay, you can only choose one, you know, yeah. lightsaber or the. Well, the, the I, chain I wouldn't mail. say it was Sith. It was it was it was straight up, you know, old school Jedi. Like this is the reason the Jedi fell was because of, you know, forcing decisions like this on children. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. Well, like, so my reference is, you know, like Obi Wan saying only the Sith deal in absolutes. Right. Luke yeah. gave him an absolute. Yeah. And right. Like, I uh, know, you know, like yeah. that, that was, yeah. Anyway, it just, I, I agree with you completely. This proved why the Jedi failed, you know, and right. Luke clearly didn't learn his lesson, which is fine because he's still getting schooled in the last Jedi by Yoda. Um, but yeah, that was weird. That yeah. Came out very yeah. Loud. It's just a huge contrast to, you know, the, the legends continuity that we grew up with where Luke did learn those lessons yes. and you know was trying to make a new jedi order right and that was the name and literally what he was doing right uh, and it was meant to be incredibly different right you know, uh from from what had come before and he knew what came before he learned what came before from holocrons and whatever else right yeah in um, fact that was a big thing you know even mm-hmm. starting with the uh the thrawn trilogy mm-hmm. was you know luke was seeking out you know what were the Jedi of the old Republic like? Why did they fall? What was, you know, really behind all of this? Where, right. How can I learn from their mistakes? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, much better narrative flow in the old EU. But anyway, that's 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 a whole other... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are legends. <laughs> yeah. And now, through the magic of editing... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, uh, I might sound a little louder. Uh, we had a little mic issue that I, I just uh, I just got fixed. Um, so let me let me ask you this, Rob, while we're talking about Luke Skywalker. I mean, what how, how did you think he looked? Because there was there were some criticisms at the end of season two of The Mandalorian. Right. Um, do you think there was improvement? Do you think it was about the same? What, what, what do you think? No, I think there was definite improvement. Yeah, uh, because one of the big criticisms came from a guy who was doing deep fakes on of, YouTube. Yeah. Of Mark Hamill. Right. And Lucasfilm hired him. Yeah. Specifically to do this. <laughs> Imagine that. What a great resume. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. I thought he looked, I mean, really good. Now yeah. they were very careful in when he was talking to many times, not show his mouth. Like, I, I feel like they, they were really uh, deliberate in yes. that. Yes. And that's fine. Well, they were not just not showing his mouth, but showing his mouth with certain lip movements. Right. And saying certain words, which are easier to reproduce digitally. Yes. Right. And which is a thing. And also, now, I mean, so my understanding is that they had Mark Hamill there. Um, I don't know. Like, didn't they have a stand in for, yeah, for yeah. the end of season two? Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, so I don't know to what degree they use the stand-in or not. Um, we don't have a making special yet for this uh, because I think those making specials probably have to go through a lot of committees before yeah. they can no, possibly think, go out I there. I think they probably, I, I'm pretty sure they used, from what I heard, the same stand-in that they used mm. in The Mandalorian. Okay. Um, just because, you know, the that actor matched Mark Hamill's, you know, physical, you know. Right. You know, appearance in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, should they have brought in a new actor, like, at this point, to maybe get people used to... I mean, they've got... Disney has to be thinking about doing more with Luke Skywalker, because they already have, you know, in this time frame, when we have, like, a younger Luke Skywalker. Um, 
I don't know. I, I mean, are, are you pleased that they just did the deep fake version or would you have minded if they brought in somebody new? I'm really of two minds of this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because on, on one level, um, yeah, I mean, of course it was just, it was one of, uh, Star Wars fans, you know, highlight of their lives seeing yeah. Luke Skywalker at the end of season two of the Mandalorian. I mean, yep. that was kicking just, ass again. Right. Uh, that, that like rightly so everybody was saying, you know, this is my Luke Skywalker. Yep. Yep. Um, but at the same time, and yeah, I want more of that. Mm -hmm. No doubt. But at the same time, I kind of feel like Luke is something special now. Yeah. And he should only be used in special circumstances. Yeah. I mean, ironically, he's kind of like Mickey Mouse now where, you know, like Disney doesn't really make Mickey Mouse movies anymore. Right. They haven't made any in a long time, but everybody and their mother knows who Mickey Mouse is. And he is like the symbol, you know, of that entire franchise. Uh, I could see the argument that Luke Skywalker has kind of become that. Um, as to where it seems like Darth Vader, which is amazing to me, is used willy-nilly. Like, he's kind of everywhere. Um, of course, easier to do because he's a suit of armor. Right. You know, but, um, yeah, I, I hear you. That That's that's an interesting point. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I think they did a fine job. I don't know that it looked as good when during the, the, the sequence in Rise of Skywalker, when they're wearing the helmets, him mm -hmm. and Leia, because then they look perfect, you know, because right. you can yeah. solve a lot of the Uncanny Valley problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think a lot of that was due to lighting, too, in that. Oh, it was dark. Scene. You're yes. right. Yes. In a forest, dark, yeah. etc. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. Well, I thought it worked uh, overall what they what they showed in in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it's another thing, though, that felt terribly disjointed like it just did not fit it didn't even fit the narrative yeah like like there's no flow here um it really like it felt like a coda or an epilogue or something i don't know that you'd put at the end of a resolution of a story in a comic book right it just it it didn't it didn't fit um and there's other things i want to talk about but i just kind of want to get this in that there's there's elements to the writing of the show that are great, you know, but it, it kind of just felt like a collection of scenes. Very similar, sadly, yeah, to yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it was a montage. Yeah, it was like a right. It was like a montage. And and so like I'd never call this great art. No, no. Yeah. Um, it, it fails actually on a lot of levels. Right. Uh, it's it's wildly incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. That incoherent is the word that. There it is. Yes. It's wildly incoherent. Like there's just too much stuff in this that again, there's no flow. Um, but you know what? I want to answer your yeah, please, question please. Of, of whether or not they should hire somebody else to be like Luke Skywalker. You know yeah. what I really think they should do mm -hmm. is like, I don't, I, I really don't want to see any more live action Luke Skywalker in the acceptance of special occasions. Okay. Where it has sort of like the gravitas demanding, you know that's right. deserving of the scene it's got to be big enough to right. have him in yeah, it yeah exactly yeah. Um, but you know what i'd love to see is is a, a a luke skywalker animated series in the style of clone wars mm-hmm mm-hmm okay and so with that animation style yes and yeah not, i'm down for that and not necessarily even having mark hamill hamill voice it i mean he could right. that would be great i would love it but you know, just kind of like, you know, we got a different voice actor for Anakin in the Clone Wars and it worked. 
Yeah. I feel like you got to get somebody that sounds really close to Mark Hamill, though. Because I, I, then the reason I say that, because I agree, like, in fact, for many of us, and it's no disrespect, at least for me, to Hayden Christensen, um, like, Matt Lanter is is fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like, that's life. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we got to live it. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but see, the thing was, Anakin Skywalker's voice wasn't iconic as to where I feel like Mark Hamill's voice is iconic. Sure. And, and I, I don't know that you can just bring in anybody. Um, no, I wouldn't say just anybody, but mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively, you know, accepting of the idea of them having a, like they wanted to do a long running Luke Skywalker animated series of having somebody else do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, Mark Hamill wants to enjoy the rest of his life. Yeah. And and he should. Yeah. You know, and I think there are people where, where it's worked. Because, um, like, Luke Skywalker is all over uh, Jedi Academy, the game, mm-hmm. Jedi Academy. And the guy who did the voice in there, I thought, was good. Right. You know, sounded close enough. Right. Might not be a great actor, but sounded good. Um so yeah, I, yeah, they could pull this off. I agree. Didn't wasn't it in the 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 intro for the droids cartoon? Didn't you see Luke in the very beginning of that? Yeah, yeah. God, that was always the biggest fucking cock tease. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna watch this cartoon, you see Luke Skywalker in the beginning, you're like, oh my god, we're here, here we go, you know. And there's no Luke Skywalker in the damn show. Yeah. In fact, it all takes place like before, you know. Uh, if you want a uh, wild tangent, have you watched the? Um, there's a guy doing an animated version of dark empire on youtube oh yeah 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 oh or wait wait dark empire yeah heir to the empire no dark empire dark empire yeah oh i saw the heir to the empire yeah that was awesome yeah that was that was computer and i'm talking about traditional 2d animation what where is the it's online yeah right now yes we gotta pause the show. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. No, we'll, we'll, I'll do it live. I'm, I'm gonna look this up. Wait, an, animated. Oh god, I'm using DuckDuckGo. I'll never find it. Uh, no. <laughs> animated Dark Empire. No, no. What? Look at this. Link will be in the show notes, folks. Oh my god, it was done in 2019. Yeah, when he's still working on it. The first episode oh. is a little is a little like the the, the style of the animation. Yeah. Like he didn't quite have it settled yet and I think he was almost trying to emulate the animation style yeah. from the holiday special, the Boba Fett. Cartoon. I can see that, yes. Yeah. The the, the subsequent uh, uh episodes look more like Cam Kennedy's art from the comic book. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there's some cool things here. I'm just skimming through, and, like, I love the inclusion of, like, some episode one shit, like the battle droids. Um, like, there's battle droid yeah. heads here on yeah. some of these things. Uh, that That's cool. Oh, man, I'm going to be, we're going to fucking watch this. That Well, not right now, but we will. Holy shit. What? <laughs> ben, why didn't you tell me? What's <laughs> I was saving it. I was saving it. He's like, I'm going to be in front of Brian Sovereign, and I'm going to tell him there's a Dark Empire cartoon. Son of a bitch. This is amazing. Well, my life just got changed. But, you know, all right, all right. Actually, great point that you brought up about... Um, yeah, he does live streams of while he's animating it, too. Oh, that's fucking insane. Holy crap. All right. Um so okay so you brought up the book of boba fett 
you know, like, or you brought, you brought up Boba Fett's appearance, which is originally his first appearance, right. which is in the holiday special where he's riding that dinosaur. That, yeah. It's not bear. like a Ronto, but yeah. maybe something like that. Um, and of course he has that weapon that Dijarin would end up using. Right, the and, disintegrator. Exactly. So, um, I thought it was funny and I don't think most people even recognize this. How many times Boba Fett said in Book of Boba Fett, I am Boba Fett. Yeah. Which is like all that he, almost all that he said in the holiday special. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, well, that's a nice touch. <laughs> that was, that was, that was clever. You know, um, it's almost like a kind of James Bond thing too. Yeah. 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 Well, he turned it into that. I yeah. think, you know, uh, uh, cause you know, I think tomorrow Morrison, he's got gravitas. Like, again, I feel like he's too old for the role or at least based on what it's supposed to be. But at the same time, he's good. Yeah. There's you know? been some pretty heavy memeage on that in on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. See poor Boba Fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like, yes, I want him to look badass. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and I it's, get it. it's Boba Fett. He should be like top of his game, you know, and, and all of this. Um, because you're basically wanting to see like Django Fett reborn, you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. What 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 are you what are you gonna do? I don't know. Whatever the logic is behind that, I mean, I can't believe they couldn't CGI that. Uh, you know, like CGI him slimmer. You know. Yeah, but, but I mean, they had already kind of, you know, sealed their fate when they had him appear in the Mandalorian. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Good point. And I guess they didn't, maybe they didn't realize, you know, how people would react to that. Right. Um, and they would react so positively uh, to it. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I liked that, like, everybody in it was, like, in their 50s or 60s, you know. And, like, I, I'm totally cool with that. Just, like, I love Star Trek Six, and, you know, the entire crew of the Enterprise are, you know, 60 and up. And, but they're still kicking ass. Right. You know, uh, so I have no issue with that. I actually, I really appreciated that. Um in fact, yeah, some other memeage that was out there was uh, like Ming Na Wen. I think is only like a couple years younger than Tamara Morrison, and everybody's just like, "Well, somebody was living right." <laughs> the, other, the, the other one, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. "Yeah." Uh, Ming Na Wen's always looked good, though. Oh, she's I mean, phenomenal. She's great. Yeah, like she's just one of these people that doesn't age. I swear yeah. to God, she looks the same now as she did in Stargate Universe. Oh, yeah, or, or Street Fighter. Right. Uh, which is the first time, you know, she played Chun-Li, and she was phenomenal mm -hmm. in that. Uh, uh, one of my favorite movies. And, um, yeah, no, she's always been fantastic. And, yeah, Stargate Universe, right, great choice. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. But, anyway, we got to see, that's something we got to see was Fennec Shand getting repaired. You know, we got to see how that relationship started. Right. Which I thought was, I still feel like that's a bit of a quick turn. Like, it's weird that she's played up as such a badass, such a, like, amoral character in Mandalorian Season 1, and then suddenly she's, like, kowtowing to Boba Fett. It just, I don't know. Something about that never really felt right to me. Yeah, yeah. But it works. It's, well, it's a good maybe, relationship. I but. mean, maybe there's something going on there. I mean... Um, maybe she's got designs. Or, you know, like, we, we know cybernetics can, you know, oh. play issues with the mind. Oh, like she's got some kind of restraining bolt. Yeah, or, or you know, like, you uh, Lobot straight up had, you know, like an yes. AI on his head. In his yeah, head. yeah, so, still I does. Mean, yeah. yeah, or whatever his fate is. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but that worked really well. I thought, uh, uh, Fennec Shand was an awesome character. Uh, definitely one of the best parts of this, of the series overall. Yeah. Um, because and it's nice to see her, that character getting, you know, more play yeah. since the bad batch. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. And you know, I will say like this show I thought was actually funny too at points. Like it had some good comedic moments. Like I, I loved it. And I think it was maybe the first or second episode where Boba Fett's where like the mayor is refu- of most Espa is refusing to, to pay him tribute. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm the crime lord. You're supposed to pay tribute to me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was just hilarious. Uh, it's one of those moments where like, okay, you know, Boba Fett has this history of being that badass. And so when he's like, when he cracks a joke, it's just, it's so straight faced. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I, I, I mean, it wasn't really like, I don't know if it was intended to be a joke, but it, it is, it was great when, when, you know, old machete shows up. As oh, the, my, yes. the Rancor Tamer. Yeah, when Danny Trejo showed up, that, oh, man, I know, that that was great. And But, see, but then that was also, and, and so there's another another callback to, you know, the, the holiday special, is we get Boba Fett riding a giant beast. Right. You know, which, okay, that's cool, but we didn't get enough of the relationship between him and, and the Rancor. Yeah, I they felt. kind of set that up, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like, you know, we went from you know, the, the initial introduction of Boba Fett to the Rancor. And then the next we see them, it's like, you know, they've been together for years. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, I was expecting, you could have had some great mon- actual montage, like training montage in comedic beats with like the Rancor being like mad and like growling. And then Danny Trejo just like stares it down. Do because you want he's... better have like a, a, a um, you know, a Rocky training montage <laughs> where, you know, the rank cars climbing mountains and shit. <laughs> I would have loved that. I mean, we talked about this, like Ludwig Gorenson's music sounds so fucking yeah. Rocky. Um, you know, and of course he did, you know, score the Creed movies. Um, it would have been perfect. It would. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, even though the music in this case was a Joseph Shirley, I want to say, or they said Ludwig Gorenson did the themes but Joseph Shirley, I'm guessing, probably did most of the music. Um, what did you think of the music? I did like the theme music. Yeah, you know, like the the, the like I always stuck around for the end credits, not just for the um, great art, the great art, but mm-hmm. yeah, like just that that theme music. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, it didn't. I didn't think anything hit other than the theme. I didn't think anything hit as well as the soundtrack for the Mandalorian, which is no, like no. eminently hummable. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but no, the theme was like, you know, it's almost like Skyrim levels of, you know, kind of the uh, uh, chanting sort of. Yeah, yeah, it felt very tribal. Like, and it fit the more you learned of Boba Fett, the more it fit. And then, I mean, even like in the last episode, they do the where they're actually saying his name. And even, you know, kind of fits in with Tamara Morrison himself because he's Maori. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Like, I I like the theme. The rest of it. And I've listened back to the soundtracks. I don't know. They, they just didn't really do anything for me. Um, but I do get annoyed by this. It's a totally separate subject. But I, I like this seems to be incredibly popular where now you have a lot of composers where like you have a name composer that will like do the theme and then someone else is just doing the rest. And you, I think you get very touch and go or... Yeah, it's touch and go whether or not that's going to ultimately work well. Yeah, um, well, we're going to have to get used to it for the time being because, 
apparently John Williams is scoring the theme for the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. So you were telling me about this. Like he said he was done. Yeah. Like, like rise Skywalker was the end of it. And and he did the theme for galaxy's edge before that, but that was it. Yeah. But then Mark Hamill also said he was done playing. Yeah. Skywalker. That's a good point. It's it's all the comic book industry. Yeah. Disney has gobs and gobs of money to throw at these people. So, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and look, you know, to be fair, like, and, and before people call me out on this, like, I know, like, John Williams himself, yeah, he may have written the music. He hasn't composed his own music in forever. Like, oh, maybe yeah. he's done, like, a guest composing, uh, you know, for, like, the camera. But he has other guys, like Will, um, well, anyway, I can't think of his name at the moment. But there, there's he has he has whole other people that usually do the composing for him. Um, so, you know, like, the actual direction. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Not I hate slapping conducting. conducting. Thank yeah. you. Yes. The yeah. Conducting composing is the writing. Conducting yeah. is the performing. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I would just be happy to like, look, stop relying upon the names and just bring in the fucking, like take a chance yeah. with some new, like, well, I mean, you'd have some consistency then too. Yeah. Like they finally let Kevin Kiner, you know, do some original music for like rebels. Yeah. And it was some of the best. Oh, like, right. Yeah. The, the, like the, the Lasat theme. Was amazing. Not, well, not Go only ahead. that is like the the music they did for the the last couple episodes mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars was just some of the most unique and phenomenal stuff I had ever heard in a yeah. Star Wars show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now he's somebody that was kind of groomed. Like he did. So the first time Kevin Kiner, who really I think is like the main, I consider him the main Star Wars composer. You know, I'm surprised Giacchino did not take that over Michael Giacchino, but. Um, but he, he does did, a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he's a he's a busy boy. Yeah. Um, but he so Kevin Kiner first time I saw him or heard him was he did the soundtrack for Wing Commander the movie. David Arnold did the. Oh, that's a deep cut from a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, you know how much I love. Yeah, that film. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, in fact, Ellen watched it with me, and and she, I think she said like nine out of ten. She loved it too, yeah, which I yeah. was more than happy about. Yeah. Anyway, did, um, did you tell her that was Kane and Jarrus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she was amazed at some of the people in this. She goes, holy shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. People should watch that. It plays far better today than it did in 98. Yeah. Um, or or 99, whatever year that was. Uh, anyway. So, but he did the score. He did the soundtrack for that. But David Arnold did the theme. Now, that Wing Commander theme is just one of the greatest pieces of music ever done. Um, so, so, I guess... Like in that case, I was glad that it happened because he got a great theme of out of it, and Kevin Kiner kind of got his got his feet wet, you know. But I don't know. I, I want the great composers back, and and I, I don't think we nece- we don't really have replacements for John Williams. Like John Williams should be able to stop. He should be done. Yeah. And there should be somebody fucking great where we can count on them, and and you don't have to you know worry about selling it on John Williams's name. I mean, I'm excited to hear it. Sure, you know. And when is that show coming out? May 25th. Is that? Yeah, it's uh, less than 100 days. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's May 25th. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Where 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 have all the cowboys gone? I guess. But, well, yeah. That I was just gonna say that's that that may be the issue. You know, is there's there's a you know, perhaps a a creative deficit. Yeah. In Hollywood these days. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously, you can't have Gorenson doing everything. People don't create things organically anymore. You know, mm-hmm, they've got mm-hmm. all these digital toys in front of them, and 
uh, it's just not the same. It's killing creativity. Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. believe that. I can yeah. believe that. Yeah. Well, anyway, the music worked. And it's certainly not, it's nowhere near as bad as uh, the solo soundtrack, which, what a fucking train wreck that was. No pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, so let's, do you have anything more you want to say on that? Or we can, no, we can kind yeah, of backtrack. Yeah. yeah, so let's backtrack a bit on... Um, what's clearly a reversal in Disney policy because it seemed really clear to me, especially in 2013, that Disney was refusing to talk about the prequels. Like they just weren't going to do it. No episode one, no, you know, none of that. We're, we're just going to pretend those things. I mean, they happened, they're canon, but we're essentially not going to address those. Uh, that has done a complete 180 as far as I can right. see now. Yeah. The prequels are enjoying a renaissance. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to the point that in the Obi-Wan show, I mean, we're getting Hayden Christensen back, right. who at, in 2005 or 2002, you know, that, that guy's name was Mud. Yeah. Which I didn't think was deserved, but whatever, that's how people felt. Um, so, I was pleasantly stunned, but again, this has nothing to do with Boba Fett. This is all Din Djarin. I was pleasantly stunned when, um, you know, on Tatooine, she rolls out Who's that? Is that Amy Sedaris, who the actress playing the the, the mechanic woman? There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she she's got an N one, you know. And yeah. as soon as I saw, it, I was like, oh my god, that's an N one. You know, I said that like, to, <laughs> it was so weird. I, I didn't even catch on because you know what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, Grievous's ship. Oh, it does kind of look like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I picked up on it fast, and it, it, yeah, it looks like Grievous's ship, because Grievous's ship doesn't have the tail. Right. Right? Um, which this didn't have the tail, either. In fact, I thought it was, like, a nice bit of interior technicality, uh, consistency, of, like, when the, the New Republic guys are flying mm-hmm. next to, to Din Djarin when he's doing the test flight for the N1, which was a great sequence, by the way. In fact, I'm pretty sure they flew through the exact same rock canyon that anakin did in his pod race yes yeah it was exact yeah. he, they, they were on that down, track down to the romp, romp rats you could see on the, the yes. ground <laughs> yeah it was amazing that was great um but like he says to them he says oh i think my transmitter's broken or, or he said his transmitter wasn't installed yet yeah that, that that's that's what he said now he could have just been being you know cute and coy in saying that but actually the tail that that n1 is missing if you read the original guides was a transmitter that that's what the whole tale was. <laughs> and it was a transmitter so that, um, so that you could remotely control the N one starfighters, you know, from the Royal palace on Naboo. Right. Right. And which got Anakin, you know, sent off into space. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. And so I was like, Oh, that's great. Like as soon as they said that, I was like, Holy shit. I mean, and I know all this just because I thought the N one was gorgeous. Like we, in fact, we've done episodes of TIE fighter renegades where we like listed off our favorite ships and right. all this stuff. And right. N one was very high on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a really classic, you know, 1950s era car. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, right. It has that. And like the Chrome and, and everything. And even that, Oh, see, now that's another thing that I thought was really, really brilliant because we get this whole sequence. Again, this has nothing to do with Boba Fett. Go figure. Um, but we get this whole sequence with Din Djarin seemingly getting trained, you know, with with the Darksaber and almost being groomed to be like the new leader of Mandalore. Did you feel that? 
With episode six? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like they were already setting that up at the end of season two of yes. The Mandalorian. Right, that there would so, be a conflict between him and right. um, uh, Bo-Katan. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get some more, you know, of that fleshed out of other Mandalorians' opinions on Bo-Katan. Right. And what she did. Right. That, like, especially the armorer thought she was, like, a rogue. And, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. she's no good. Yeah, right. Yeah, which was interesting. Um, the armorer was badass in this. I thought that was great. She's uh, always badass. Yeah, she is. No, you're totally right. It, it, it's it's a, it's such a cool character. Um, you know, it, instantaneous panache whenever she shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a hard character to pull off, but she does it. Um, but I loved how, like, his ship that he gets is a Royal Naboo Starfighter. And it's all chrome that Din Djarin ends up getting. Right. This, which the reason that the N1s, which normally have the yellow and the chrome, the chrome was symbolic of you worked for the royal, you know, the royal guard. Like you worked right. for royalty on right. Naboo. And so I, I wondered, and Filoni would know this, you know, he's smarter than me even, I'm sure. Um, I wonder if the idea of making the whole thing chrome was, you know, like like a, 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 a subtle hint that he's he's going to become royalty or that he is royalty okay yeah you know because like and and they could take it beyond never okay. like that I, it could be a galactic like symbol almost. yeah i had a different interpretation but that what that do you got? too is i mean i just thought it would like because it isn't the kind of highly polished chrome that you see that's in true the prequels it's that's more true. of like the kind of chrome that you see the mandalorian wearing in his right. best car armor right it's see, kind of like a gunmetal almost chrome. Yeah, but you see, that's the that was the cool the armor too. Like now, the armor that Dinjarin's wearing, which is very polished, I think at this yes. point. Like now, even that has that chrome, and it's just it's more of that royal motif that that seems that that is a Star Wars staple. I mean, you got to know it. Like I don't think they ever said it expressly in the movies. It's only in like the uh, the cross section guides or whatever, or the visual dictionaries, but. I, I thought that was that was brilliant. If that's the direction they're going, and I could believe Filoni would put all that together. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, it, it is interesting that you know that characters with the in the show don't call Dinjarin Dinjarin; they call him the Mandalorian. Yes. Right. Which, which again points in that direction. I mean, there's other. There's plenty of other Mandalorians out there in the universe. Right. Why is this one the Mandalorian? Yeah, which speaks very much like when you go to the old EU. You know, what did they call the leader of the Mandalorians? Yeah, the Mandalore. Mandalore. Yeah. yeah, they just called it, or Mandalore One, you yeah. know, either one. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I think they're leaning in that direction. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and I dig it. I, like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that journey. Uh, and, you know, with Ahsoka, we expect to have Sabine Wren in that, right, in, in the Ahsoka show. Um, I've, yeah, I've heard that, you know, apparently they've already listed the casting for that. They haven't said who's playing what role, but right. there is an actress in there that looks like she could play Sabine. She would do it. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'd love to see that attachment um, because, I mean, these Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett get listed as sideshows to the Mandalorian. You know? Right. Um, so if they're going to, like, bring this in full circle, yeah, have Sabine Wren, like, recognize Din Djarin as you know, is, is the leader of the Mandalorian people. I think that'd be amazing as much as I, I'm more than happy to have Sabine Wren as the leader of the Mandalorian people, you know? Um, but anyway, well, she had her chance and she didn't want it. The, so. Good point. Good, good point. Um, but I, I thought all of that was just like brilliant. Like it's deep cut stuff, but I, I thought it was 
absolutely brilliant what they, what they did with that but none of that had anything to do with boba fett so yeah, right but yet we're still talking about the book of boba fett right right um so but it is amazing how much episode one is in this show you know like how much how many references to prequel stuff is in this show not just the pit droids not just mos espa which is where all this shit is happening you know, uh, which I thought was great to have Mos Espa back and get a fuller look at it. Right. Uh, it's an amazing city to see. Um, I mean, how did you feel about all of that? Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I, and I think a lot of this comes down to Disney letting, you know, the, the creatives do what they want. Yeah. Because it seemed like you were right. You know, I absolutely agree. I think it was a directive early on when Disney picked up the franchise just to not talk about or acknowledge the prequel movies. Right. Um, I think they figured out is this kind of, you know, micromanaging from on top at the, you know, top of the Disney pyramid uh, is not working for Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope they're realizing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly seems we're getting the kind of show that, you know, Dave Filoni would want to create and and John Favreau would want to create. So, yeah, uh, I, I can't imagine that, especially John Favreau, I can't imagine him being involved unless he got to have to do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I, I think, I think he's the kind of guy who would take his ball and go home. If yeah, he doesn't need Disney. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> the guy is such a powerhouse yeah. in, in Hollywood. Yeah. He doesn't need them at all. No, it's the other way around. Um, yeah. I thought that that was, yeah, that I agree with you. I really, really, really hope that that's what's going on. Um, and maybe that's why a lot of projects are getting canceled because they just know, no, this isn't what people want. This isn't going to work. This, this isn't, you know, going with the flow. Um, yeah. Well, so you, you made an interesting comment, Rob, about this fifties styling, which you and I know as star Wars sweaties as like as heavy hardcore as they come that George Lucas is obsessed because we know we don't just know Star Wars because of Star Wars and Indiana Jones and whatever else, maybe even Howard the Duck. We know George Lucas, you know, like, or at least what's revealed of him to the public. And this is a guy who is obsessed with cars. Yes. And racing cars. Yes. So much so that his first movie was. Yeah. American Graffiti. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's all about cruising, you know? And so um, a popular critique that I saw of Book of Boba Fett was people thought the the swoop gang uh, of youngins that are like half droid and whatever else cy- uh, cyborgs um, that and they're like uh, Vespa. Yeah, I was gonna say they're, they're cyber Vespas. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah right. They're they're, they're Vespa swoop bikes um, that that looked totally out of place for Star Wars. Like, and that that wasn't Star Wars. I mean, this was really, really common. And I mean, some people came out instantly with with what I'm sure both you and I would say, which is, no, this is totally George Lucas. Yeah. Like George Lucas absolutely would have put these things into his, into Star Wars. And in some ways he did. I mean, did anyone else miss the diner and Attack of the Clones? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but go ahead. It's kind of funny you mentioned that considering where we ate lunch today. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we saw Dex. Hugged us with all four arms. It was amazing. <laughs> I should have said, we should have said that. We went, hello, Dex. <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing. Good point. Yeah, we were just at uh, at the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Boy, if anybody is around, you need to go there. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think why people are having this reaction and I can understand to a certain degree, it is kind of a jarring juxtaposition mm -hmm. in the environment of Tatooine. The bright colors. Yes. Yep. That makes sense to me. Um, but that also, you know, if you're like thinking about it, like a real person, a real person would want that. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. It's yeah. the same reason I mean, that people buy burnt shit, they're, orange. They're, they're cool buy... kids and they want cool toys. Right, right. I, I mean, mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, it's the same reason people buy burnt orange colored washers and dryers, you know? Like, right. It's just to finally, like, <laughs> thank you, it's not white. Oh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I think it only makes sense. Like, I get it. It doesn't fit the, the, the theme that is Tatooine. Um, but I, I think it's totally Star Wars yeah. and totally George Lucas. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had no issue with that. Neither um, did I. And I think it's it, it's also led to some other dunking on, you know, the the uh, cyber kids. I, I don't know if they have an official name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just the, uh, the gang. But, you know, like they, they were complaining about the flourish that one guy did during the battle. Oh. Uh, I, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing, the only critique I have of them is Boba Fett hired them way too quickly. Like... That that seemed weird. That yeah. Well, it seemed desperate, but yes. then again, he was. He was desperate. That's a good point. He was desperate. Um, but yeah, I I didn't I didn't feel like they were out of place. I thought everything about it worked. Um, I could definitely see that they. I do feel there's elements to them that were like kind of corporate. We have to appease or appeal to just so many demographics right like yeah. uh you know more of um you know a disabled demographic which is fine right i i have no right. issue with that right well it's also appealing to a younger generation yeah, that too you know, i mean basically their their initial response to boba fett was okay boomer yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that fits that's fair yeah, yeah that's yeah. okay that's okay um yeah yeah so i was fine with that um another thing that shocked the hell out of me like uh 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 What's her name? Jessica Beals or Jennifer Beals? Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, man. Like, uh, I was stunned to see, like, whoa, Flashdance right here. The, you know, like to see the gal from that. That that blew me away yeah. for her to have work again. Um, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, and we officially got Max Rebo. Like, we know what happened to Max Rebo. He was playing. Now, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> and if he shows up again, like, okay, there's something weird going on well, here. Well, I, I think that, yeah, right. It's like, it's like, we know who the real crime boss is. Right? Yeah. It's fucking Max Rebo and his band. Right. Yeah. Psy <laughs> snooties that. Because he's fucking survived two explosions now. Yeah. And, and I, I I feel like they even, they even called the flute player Dan. Like, I think that might have been... Finger and Dan. Yeah, yeah. Or I always, we always called him Friggin' Dan when we were, <laughs> when we were growing up. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. wow, that's great. <laughs> you know? Anyway, I, I I thought that was cool. But I hopefully he did survive that blast. I think somebody said they like took the night off or something. Um or he Very. wasn't he wasn't there when when the pikes dropped the bomb. Very convenient. Incredibly convenient. Yeah. That oh man, this is a series waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the Max, Max Rebo. Max show. Rebo is the Dymo of <laughs> <Yeah>. Tatooine. <laughs> the book of Rebo. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be gold. You know, I'd watch it. Oh, I would. Oh, fuck, I'd watch it. Absolutely. He looked badass back in 83, yeah. you know, in Return of the Jedi. Uh, well, anyway, back when he was playing, like, grimier, dirtier stuff um, than Jedi Rocks. 
So deep breath and moving on. <laughs> We're going into convulsions here. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, that 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 was cool. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of parts of it that are cool. You know, this whole show, and and I think that's certainly something that's a word that can be attributed to it. Uh, I guess before I get to a conclusion of any, or we get to a conclusion of any kind, um, one of the big things we haven't talked about yet. In fact, it might be the biggest thing next to the rancor or the huts that were in it. And that is Santee, uh, making his first live action appearance, big black Cran Santin. I mean, how, how did you, how did you feel about that? Um, I mean, I like having Wookiees other than Chewbacca. Yes. In star Wars. Yep. I'm agreed. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'd like the character in, in, in the Vader and Afro comics. Yep. But I never thought he was like a huge deal. I mean, he's been around like he, yeah. he existed before right, that's Disney the kind bought of, him out. Yeah, that's the kind of thing yeah. is, is like he's just been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so he's like to me, he's never been like a major character. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have, you know, that big of a reaction to him showing up. I was just kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because he is pretty much, you know, the guy who like is for hire and will work for anybody for, you know, as long as there's good money. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the character has kind of been not neutered, but he's not as impressive as he was in the old EU. Maybe that's because it was like, holy shit, there's a Wookiee that can fight Chewbacca. You know, like that was amazing yeah, back in the old yeah, EU. Right. Um, but yeah, he's not as like big a deal in Vader and Afra in those comic books. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, it was great to have him there. I don't know how well he translated, though. Like, I, I don't know. He, like, maybe it was in the eyes. He just seemed kind of soft. And yeah. No pun intended yeah. there. He just seemed kind of soft. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I didn't Even feel... though he did, like, straight up murder some Trandoshans. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I just, like, I didn't feel like I saw that rage. And you didn't get, like, a really powerful howl from him. Yeah. Like you would from Chewbacca. Well, I, don't, I don't think they wanted to, to show a Wookiee ripping, you know, people's arms off in an actual Disney show. Good point. But that was hilarious when he was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that was that was special. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's, well, that's a good point to bring up. But, I, yeah, I don't know. He, he just didn't have that rage, I think, that I was looking for. And, and he came he came off kind of soft. But either way, like, I'm glad when these characters come to live action. You know, I'm certainly open to that. Uh, anytime they want to make them more than just comic books. Because um, I still feel like you have people who mainly think, okay, there's live action and there's just everything else. And everything else, it doesn't really happen until it's in live action. Which I think is crazy, but I know that there are people that think that way. And have thought that way in Star Wars, at least. Forever. Yeah, it, it comes down to a question of whether it's necessary. Yeah. And so that really kind of really perfectly segues into really like the the big sort of appearance in the book of Boba Fett, which would be Cad Bane. Right. Wow. I mean, that this is a character who I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I've been wondering about for some time now. What happened? What happened to him? Yeah. Because we got allusions to him existing in Rebels because yep. Sabine Wren would, you know, paint, you know, graffiti art. Mm-hmm. Of you know her uh, other bounty hunters that she supposedly knew, and Cad Bane was was one, one of, them. of them, right? Yeah. How do you think they handled Cad Bane? Uh, you know, admittedly, it was a bit of a mixed bag. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of wish that I'm here again, spoiler folks, sorry, but you know, this is, this is our show. We, yeah. we don't hold back. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it was, it was, a, it was not the right decision to kill him off. Agreed. Uh, even though I, I thought it kind of looked like they, they, they had now to have him still alive. Do you think so? I think so. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how he died, but when I watched well, it, I was, you know, uh, uh, Boba Fett took his his Tuscan, you know, gaffy stick on the pointy end and shoved it right in his chest. Yeah, but there was something about that when I watched it. I'd have to look at it again, where I thought, like, uh, maybe he's not done yet, mm. but maybe. Anyway, um, back to tanks can do apparently amazing things, especially <laughs> what happened with the marshal. Uh, yeah, and, unless unless you know, uh, um, you know, God, what's his species name? The Doros? The Doros, yeah. Unless they've got like two hearts or something. I just I don't see how yeah. they come back from that. Well, we don't know a whole lot about the Doros. Right. Boy, I wish we did know a lot. I always loved how like in the old EU they said the Doros were or the Doros were the ones that um that invented hyperdrive. That right. it wasn't humans. Right. I was like right. wow, that's so bold. And they like, are also a cousin species to the the Nemoid Nemoidians. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Um well anyway, well maybe. So Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. It was it was a failing to kill him. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I thought there there was something that just didn't translate right. Yes. To the look, yes. and maybe it was his teeth. I don't know. There was something that did not translate well, right. Well, you know, like in in. Okay, so the way I'm choosing to look at this is mm-hmm. that you know the animated shows, you know, features get exaggerated. Yes. So in, you know, the, the Clone Wars animation, uh, Cad Bane's mouth sat much lower on his face. Yeah. Yeah. And had a more protruding jaw. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't come across in, you know, live action. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like, uh, you know, somebody with no nose. Yes. You're right. Um, Because he did have the pointy teeth. Yes, he did. He did. I, I just feel like he never really, like. I don't know. They just weren't as pronounced or whatever it was in, in Clone Wars, but maybe I'm misremembering it. Cause the other thing I'm remembering too, though, is, you know, this isn't the first time we've seen a live action Doros. Like we, in a yeah. new hope, well, I mean, they're, yeah, the they're very there. first movie, right. right on yeah. Tatooine. But we don't see them talking really. No, no. Right. And maybe that's part of what's making it seem odd. You know, right. is that like, okay, I have a very good memory of a live action, of live action Doros, a couple of them actually. Right. And they don't really look like that. Right. So, I mean, the question comes down to, and I've heard people say this is, you mm-hmm. know, well, why didn't they just CGI that to make him look more like he did in the Clone Wars? And mm-hmm. I'm like, do you really like, you know, with, with all the criticisms there've been of CGI in Star yeah. Wars and the way, you know, we kind of get this uncanny, uncanny valley shit. Yeah. yeah. Do you really want them CGIing everything as you know like as that being the what they turn to every yeah. single time yeah yeah i hear that i wonder I, I didn't even see who the actor was that played him i'm like was it doug jones like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good choice yeah, yeah. but I mean, no i don't great, think it was yeah. okay well yeah i mean like i bought it and the reveal was great because if you know, you know, and all you saw was the brim of his hat, right. basically, like in this in this haze in the desert, and you're just like, oh my god, it's Cad Bane, you know, yeah. and yeah, and, and it, like you, when it happens, it's just like, 
you know, the, the, the title of the episode, you know, uh, in comes a stranger or in yeah. walks a stranger becomes immediately, you know, obvious, <laughs> like at, at the, the beginning of the episode, I'm like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Right. And then like, you go, oh yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it, yeah. And, and it does, this leads to, um, something that I'm of two minds on because you have resolution to a very old argument between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Right. And like, like this is, or an old grudge, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something we were supposed to get more of if the Clone Wars continued. Continued. And you had more of Boba Fett's backstory. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There are animatics of the episode where Boba Fett and a young Boba Fett and Cad Bane have a duel. Right. And that's in fact where Boba Fett gets the dent on his helmet. Right. And, of course, how Boba Fett gets the reputation of being the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Why? Because, because he beat he, Cad Bane. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, you got to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that's what happened. Um, but 90% of the people watching this show have no idea about that. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah. like they, they yeah. just do yeah. not know yeah. that, like, how big of a deal that fight yeah, was. Yeah, and that's, I mean, right, that's a deep cut of deep cuts. Yes. Because, you're right, you have to really dig in to what's going on behind the scenes of Star Wars to know anything about that. Yeah, and and you only get, like, other than Cad Bane calling him a boy and Boba saying, I'm not the boy that you trained, you know, and all this. Like, those are all the lines you get. Now, I get it in A New Hope, that's all you got between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in 1977. You know, you know, when, when last we met, you know, I was but the learner. Now I am the master, you know, and, and like that was enough. But that's because we'd never seen anything like that before in 1977. And, and you couldn't have history. But there there is history here. And I get where people are frustrated, where, where people, A, complain that you have to watch or consume so much Star Wars to understand the gravity of what's happening here. And that that's a problem. I understand where people are coming from about that. I get the problem that people don't get it. Like, what's the big fucking deal when they don't know? And most people aren't going to go to find out either. Unless they're going to read something on screen rant, which for fuck's sake, don't do that. Um, But what I think was a missed opportunity was, well, you're already doing flashbacks in this fucking series. Give us some flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and, I mean, that's a really missed opportunity. Right, Uh, right. To, to even like, I mean, they didn't waste time showing more of Daniel Logan, you know, and, and some even shots that we never had before. That's right. clearly deleted footage from Attack of the Clones. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't go there. I, I would have gone there. Yeah. Um, or even while he's in the back to tank earlier on. Yeah. I guess that would have killed well, the reveal, the shocking reveal. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, I completely agree with you that mm-hmm. that was a missed opportunity. Uh, I think they could have very easily cast a teenager aged person to play Boba Fett. Yeah. So that you had somebody in between the young boy Boba Fett and, you know, the older Boba Fett. Right. And the even older Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have made a lot of sense. And even like, you know, like they could have easily just, you know, taken the significant beats from that planned episode of, you know, the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and made it into the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but doing it the way they did. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of seems like fan service. Yeah. And, and it's just more of that disjointing. Yeah. That disjointed or that incoherence. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's sometimes where that, that, you know, 
that allusions to something greater mm-hmm. is really works, you know, like you were talking about within New Hope. And, yeah. you know, there's also the example of, you know, in, in the early episodes of the first season of the, the Mandalorian where, you know, the Ugnaught character is training, you know, the Mandalorian to ride those beasts. Oh, the Mythosaur. And yeah, and he's yeah. like saying, you're, you can't do this? What are you talking? Your people rode the great Mythosaur. Right. Wait, what's that? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that that kind of stuff works. But I think I think when it, when it works better when th- there's no context. Yeah, yeah. You it, it works right. And that's the problem is we have a ton of context for this. Yeah, or at and, least the, the sweaties like us do. Yeah, right, right. But like you're setting it up as a big battle. Like like this is a central point of conflict and climax for the show. You can't just run off of out-of-context statements. You yeah. know, like like you can't do... Like, yeah, I actually I've said in the past, this is one of Star Wars' great powers, is Star Wars, like somebody can just say like some flippant statement and you can't help but wonder, wait, what, what's Obi-Wan talking about when he says that? You know, like even in episode three, when, when he says to Anakin, it's like, oh, and that business on Kate and Amodia, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the funniest lines in the movie. It's great. And you have, I mean, now we kind, or you're kind of know what happened with Kate and Amodia, but, um, you know, you have no idea what he's talking about. And it makes the universe richer because you know there's more that happened. Yeah. Okay. But they don't... Because you know that life is going on while we're not looking at the characters. Right. The thing is, is that business on Kate and Amoy, it was not a central crux of that movie. No. And that's the problem. Yes. Is that, is that yes. this was a, this fight was a central crux. And like Boba Fett was proving something here and most people watching it had no fucking idea. Right. You know, and, and so, yeah, again, this adds to that this is not a great work of art. <laughs> like, yeah, this is not yes. well put together. This was not well done. Wildly incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. It's wildly incoherent. It's great. There are great star Wars moments in it, but I mean, that's really my final review of it. Like there's, there's great scenes here. There's great moments here, but as a show, like objectively, it, it kind of stinks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I love it at the same time, but it stinks. Yeah. And, it's just like rise of skywalker there's elements to rise of skywalker believe it or not i actually love you know that that i I really like um but the show is just a like you said it's a month or the movie was a montage this show is just a montage okay so go for it we're we're comparing apples to oranges to a certain degree yeah that's fair well no i haven't even asked my question yet. okay let me ask my question so uh this may be a little bit unfair to ask but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah yeah uh uh what ranks higher, in your opinion, the Book of Boa Fett or A New Hope? Oh, God. What is this? this is Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Jeez. What do you kill, Brian? The Jews or the gays? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Luke did it to Grogu. I'm doing it to you. <laughs> Jeez. I'll take the armor. No, no, no. Uh, oh, what the fuck? All right. So, so the question is, what do I... Wait, what do I like more? Or yes. Hate? Do I like A New Hope more than I like Book of Boba Fett? Oh, man. Oh. Can you at least admit that The New Hope is more coherent? Oh, yes. All right. So style-wise, production-wise, put-together-wise, A New Hope blows away um, Book of Boba Fett. Like, like flow, everything. I mean, A New Hope is at least, like, yeah, it's a coherent it's film. It's objectively a good movie. Yeah. No. All right. Well. Okay. <laughs> As my arms go across the desk to grab Rob's neck, 
Why you little? (laughs) 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 Oh man. No, I, I just force choke. I mean, no. Find your lack of faith disturbing. Whoa, there we go. All right, yeah. I know. The Sith got to be a neurotic asphyxiation, right? Like, yeah, of I mean, course. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, anyway. <laughs> okay, so let me explain. They're force pulling hair from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I know, like... <laughs> yeah, you know, like, what was Anakin doing with that peach? on Naboo, you know, and, and like, and the, like moving it around <laughs> with the force across the table. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I know yeah. what you're doing, yeah, buddy. Yeah, what's going underneath yeah, the Yeah, what's happening under, yeah, exactly, that's what I said. Like, give me a break. Any, oh, man. Oh, stories I can tell. All right, that, that all right, back to what you're, okay. So, A New Hope is better than 99% of movies ever made. Okay, a new hope only to be. To, I just want to make sure my position is clear. A new hope only sucks in comparison to other Star Wars movies, like to other movies. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you're you're suggesting that the the book of Boba Fett would have worked better of a movie. Do you think that movie would have been better than a New Hope? I, well, I don't you know, say yeah. See though, if it was tighter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we didn't get into that like disjointed shit with Din, Djar- with Din Djarin and all that, like right. it actually might have been a great movie. Um, but I but I hear what you're saying. Um, but yeah, no, A New Hope is way better than than Book of Boba Fett. Like th- this is I, Disney would have to work really hard to make a l- less impressive show. They they'd have to work hard to to, to make something worse. Um, I don't I don't know who they'd bring in. Maybe J J Abrams. Or, or, or ruin Johnson to do it, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's better than Rise of Skywalker, though. That's, that's <laughs> like, a pretty fucking low bar. Yeah, it's about the lowest bar. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and I do like it better than yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it. If anybody's taking lessons in, you know, creating. <laughs> wildly incoherent narratives that mm-hmm. you know you can't do better than than uh the rise of skywalker yeah yeah you know i talking about it though like i i feel like like in, in thinking about it this plays kind of like episodes of clone wars because especially the first two seasons of clone wars there none of those episodes are related at all in fact that show they're is out of even, sequence right they're not even chronological yeah, you don't get yeah. a chronology until like season three right or four um, so now I'm starting to wonder if like Filoni was testing the waters with that style of storytelling and that might've been intentional yeah, for be. for it to be like th- that. The disjointedness is his style, not bad writing or bad, whatever, bad production, bad editing. Um, I'm just guessing. I don't know because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, it, and, and I didn't realize it until I was talking to you, uh, which happens with a lot of things. So, but, um, Maybe. Anyway, well, what 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 do you got? I mean, give me give me your, give me your your rounded out thoughts on the show, like overall. I wouldn't call it a success, right? Um, but I'm not going to say that it's terrible either. Yeah. Um, like I said, like right, like you, we both said, you know, the, the wildly incoherent is really kind of like the the best words. Yeah. To describe it. Um, yeah. The moments that it's lucid are really good. Yeah. Oh, um, I think episode six is one of the best hours of Star Wars ever. Yeah, yeah. In this um, series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but so far as you know it all coming together and it's just it's to me the it's it's a shame that this is now required watching now too if you're going to be following the mandalorian yeah um i think i in in, in a way this kind of drags the mandalorian down Yes, it kills its very tight pacing, yes. which the Mandalorian did have yes. previously. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I I'd be curious to hear how much Filoni was involved with this, as compared to, um, shit. I just lost his name. John Favreau. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to 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 hear if this was like Filoni was given far more free reign on this with less Favreau involved. I, I don't know. See, I thought it was the other way around. Maybe, you could be right. Yeah, you could be because right. because you look in the credits and and um, Favreau's name pops up long before Filoni's name does, and it's kind of like yeah, you know, a, a producer behind Kathleen Kennedy. You know? Right, right. So, uh, Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but yeah, o- over yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just the, the quippy way of saying it, but I think what, what you said, wildly incoherent, is just the way to, to talk about the show. Uh, but again, I still loved it. You know, yeah, in, yeah, no. In so I mean, many I'm, ways. Not, I'm not saying it's bad Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I mean, even like, I mean, there's so many like deep things in it, too, even more than what we even got to. Like, like when, when he's making his gaffy stick, that whole scene of like this, like half of a hull of like a starship or an engine or something. That's that's a Ralph McQuarrie painting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the original whole, painting of the Tuscan Raiders. That whole dream sequence was 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 amazing. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I thought that was like one to me. That was one of the highlights of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just here here again. I I think that would have worked so much better as part of you know a a more tightly knit narrative. You know, linear narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to like I just. I, I think we've, we're we're close to recording for like an hour and a half, uh, <laughs> so which is fine. Um, I guess I want to I want to bring up quick too that something I don't know if a lot of people like really caught, but I definitely saw it. Um, like the amount of like Egyptian style and, uh, and symbols involved in this show was incredible, almost to the point of being like, what the fuck. Um, right down to Boba Fett sleeping in a sarcophagus, uh, you know, that being the back to tank. Right. Um, but like, you know, you and I have seen Tatooine for 40 years and Tatooine did not have a lot of that, like the artwork and the glyphs, uh, you know, hieroglyphs and everything and petroglyphs and everything that are all over the place. Not only did I feel like the, like the, like the Egyptian like stuff was like beating you over the head. And that's fine. Star Wars borrows from cultures like Daimo or Daimyo is that's Japanese, which yeah, is fine because but, Japan, you know, samurai stylings have, have influenced Star Wars forever. And, and Boba Fett is essentially the king of the underworld. Right. Exactly. Yes. So that's always kind of been there. So that, that fits. But they were going for Boba Fett being very much a he, he's very much a Moses um, right or down Cyrus. to. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, like, what was really over the head was when they, they stopped the Pike train and the Tuscans bash the side of the train and water pours out. Just like when Moses took the took his rod, beat yeah. the rock, and the water comes pouring right. out. Because, right. you know, and, and of course he was betraying God in doing so. But regardless, like, th- that that was really there, I felt like. And 
Um, you know, and, and of course Moses was, you know, brought up by the Egyptians and all that. Like, like they were, they were playing with some of these very old themes mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. show. And that's fine and interesting. But again, like the show overall, like we we're saying, wasn't necessarily as well executed that, um, I don't know. It felt kind of wasted, and 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 I and I'm just curious, like what their thinking was, and even doing that. And I don't know if they'll ever admit it, you know. But again, the Egyptian stuff was very, very over the top. Um, I thought, and uh, you know, whether they're saying the Tuscans were the Jews or not, I, you know, I don't know if they want to go that far. But it felt close, you know, that they were, they were saying that. Um, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, oddly enough, I didn't catch that. And it didn't, it didn't occur to me until you started talking about it. Yeah, it's just, it's a, you know, it's there and it's just kind of weird. And like, especially the sarcophagus thing, I thought was a little over the. Yeah, I, well, mean, I mean, I definitely see the Os- Osiris connection. Yeah, more sure. So than the, the Moses, because, you know, this is definitely a story about Boba Fett, you know, coming back from the dead. Right. And assuming, you know, kingship of the underworld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah. symbolism there if, if, if you you know if you look for it um i will say the last thing i was really expecting the tuscans to come in and save the day yeah on, on the last yeah episode. they 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 planted that seed i think that was a you know intentional misdirection yeah maybe that's something for season two because i mean we did get an end scene with the marshal right you know who we thought was dead is in a back to tank right um how did and, you feel about that i don't get the point i think he, I mean, I, I guess they're setting him I, up to be the king of Tatooine, but I, the, I think they're setting it up for for the marshal to actually become, uh, 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 you know, a rival to Boba Fett. I th- I don't think he's going to take being you know turned into a cyborg lightly or, mm, or mm. you know be grateful at all. That's interesting. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Marshall character was a really cool inclusion originally in The Mandalorian yes. because it played off of this from Tales of Mos Eisley. It played off from this like original history that would even become apocryphal before episode two or, you know, before uh, Attack of the Clones um, that he was this journeyman protector who was like a lawman on this other planet or whatever. And I felt like the Marshall kind of like played into because he was wearing Boba Fett's armor. Mm-hmm. He played into where that part of the legend could come in you know, of him being this journeyman protector. Um, you know, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I think that makes, that's totally valid to yeah, consider I, that's I where think, they're going to go. You know, I think they're setting up a revenge arc. So I don't know if we've gotten confirmation that there's going to be a season two. Um, no, which is odd considering the other series <laughs> that are getting, you know, confirmation of a, a, a season two that haven't even aired yet. <laughs> and that have been in production far longer yeah, than even right. the Mandalorian. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that, that interesting? Right. That being um, uh, Andor. You know, the, the Cassian Andor show. Yeah. Yeah. And that and almost, that's When strange. you say it like that, it sounds like a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> the Cassian Andor show. Today we're having on K2SO. <laughs> Wow, be like Andy and uh, and Conan O'Brien there or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's so strange that they already said there's going to be a season two. And I wonder what the fuck, what, what is taking so long with that right. show? Don't tell yeah. me COVID. Like that, no way. Um, because yeah, you've had, you're already had, cranking out all this other shit. You've had 2.5 seasons of The Mandalorian. And yeah. those shows were announced at the same time. I, I'm, I'm baffled by this. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck their their, their plan is with this. Uh, well, I, Disney's no stranger to troubled productions, especially <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars. That's a, that's the fucking truth. 
Um, I, I'm still wondering if they're trying to find a way, and you can't. Like, they, when you read all of the books and all of the comic books, and I'm not telling anybody to do this, because... Don't <laughs> save yourself. Look, yeah. <laughs> Just go. Right. <laughs> Leave me. All right. And like, uh, unless it was published by dark horse, then you might be okay. Yeah. You but might be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like they have such, they're such a hard on, I hate to put it that way. I don't want to put it that way. They are so crazy about Jen Erso. Like, they will mention her any fucking time they can. Disney, like, like, they, I mean, it, it's nuts. She's, she didn't do that much. Like, I, 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 I like the character fine. I liked her better before we got the version of Rogue One that we got, even. But I, I don't get it. And so, a part of me is wondering if they're trying to figure out how can we get Jen Erso into the show. You know, and I hope not, because that would make no sense. I agree. I agree. You'd have to essentially, it wouldn't be the Andor show. You'd have to do like two different shows. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it doesn't click. And also look, we're, we're five years later. I don't think you're going to, you know, most of the badass quote unquote badass shit that Jen Erso did. She was like 13. She was a teenager. Yeah. You know, uh, if you read rebel rising. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand what's taking so long with the show. I mean, fuck, we're going to get the Obi-Wan show. You know, yeah, May twenty fifth. Right. How long has that right. been in production? And, and two months. And that. And, well, that thing's had trouble production too. I well, mean, it's like, supposed to be a movie they, first. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and then they threw out the script. Yeah, 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 yeah. And started over. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I have yeah. no idea what's going on here. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very yeah. strange. Because Disney. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, unless somehow it's because of Alan Turek or Tudyk. Is that his Tudyk, name? Yeah. Uh, because he's doing that Resident Alien show, I think, for the Sci-Fi Channel, um, which is based off of... I actually like the comic book. But, yeah, but I mean, essentially, it's just a voice acting job. Right. You'd think he could do that in his sleep. Right. And probably does. That yeah. Weirdo. But yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Uh, but Book of Boba Fett. So... A tr- not a tr- it, apparently, there's no trouble on the production of this set, but... It did yeah, not turn out yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, as uh, uh, pun intended, uh, a little bit of a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, pun intended on this one. <laughs> right in the middle of the desert, right in the Dune Sea, there was a train wreck. Um, boy, yeah, man, they can't stop ripping on Dune either. Like That's oh, a whole other subject we yeah. could get into. But yeah. they, they, they are pounding so hard on that. On that sand. <laughs> We're just keeping the puns going, folks. I think it means we need to wrap up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the worm will turn. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I was kind of hoping to see see another crate dragon. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, you did. Over. Well. Um. Well, it wasn't. It was the same crate dragon, but it was. It was right. Not alive. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Real. All right. I know we got to wrap this up real quick. The other thing that impressed me with this, and I liked this a lot, the amount of Mortal Kombat references in this was amazing. Like, Goro? Like, that, that, that was totally, you know, the beast that Boba Fett yeah, kills yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. kid. Yeah, that yeah. was totally Goro. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. And, and yeah. then, you know... I'd almost forgotten about that. Yeah, that was totally Goro. And then the guys who we talked about, you and I, even before the show aired, uh, for years started... We were like uh, uh, the guys that were working the, for the Pikes, the Nightcrawlers. The, the, yeah, the, right. Yes. They looked like the uh, yeah, um, yeah, the Nightcrawlers, and they they looked like yeah, the guys from GI Joe. Right. Um, but other people were saying, "Wow, they look like you know, like uh, uh, 
what Lin Kuei. They look like Lin Kuei out of Mortal Kombat, you know, like Sub-Zero or Scorpion or something like that. I kind of disagree, but you know, whatever. I no, I, I, I thought it fit. Like, I, I, I got it, you know, what, it's just what they the, the, the purple colors and the, the three-piece, you know, metal chest plate. Yeah. Just that, it that's, looked like the Night that's Creeper. Night, yeah, Night Creeper. Sorry, yeah, yeah Night yeah, Creeper. No, sorry, yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah, Night yeah. Creeper leader. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this, and it was, it was amazing, because, like, I can't even... I don't know anybody else on the planet who would remember the Night Creepers. And, and you brought it up unprompted. I didn't yeah. bring it up. You no, brought it right. up. Um, and then I ended yeah, up. Yeah, it didn't even occur to you until I brought it up. Yeah, no, no. But then I started regaling you with, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of G.I. Joe when, when Night Creeper leader thinks he's the Pharaoh. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and tries to marry Lady J. And <laughs> which that, that, well, anyway, there, there's some little more Egyptian stuff. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like there were some very interesting references to Mortal Kombat in this, which I find the only reason I really find it interesting is because the way that when Mortal Kombat was getting turned into a movie, the way it was described or the way the producer described it to the studios to, to pitch Mortal Kombat being made as a movie is he said, it's Enter the Dragon meets Star Wars. Hmm. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's exactly what Mortal Kombat is like. That, that's actually a great elevator yeah. pitch. Mm hmm. And so it's amazing now for Mortal Kombat to be in Star Wars. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, so so that was cool to have Goro in there. Anyway, all right. Really, that that I unless you have anything you want to add on that, we can, no. We can yeah we, yeah we can we can end off with that nugget. Finish uh, him. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! There it is. Friendship again. Uh, so, um, yeah. Before anybody gets a babality here, I guess we should we should wrap this baby up. Um, so <laughs> it just doesn't stop man what are you gonna do if you live here this <laughs> there's just gonna be references and puns everywhere you know <laughs> oh i love it man anyway it's great to have you in studio brother like yeah this is this is the best long overdue yeah yeah and we've got other stuff uh coming up we got patreon content that's going to have you as well as Ellen on the show. Um, that that's going to be exciting. Um, and who knows what else we're going to cook up uh, while while you're around. And, right on. And, and, and we'll we'll figure something out. So anyway, um, yeah. I, I guess just quickly, how are you feeling about Star Wars right now? If you yeah. oh, <laughs> just man, a, it's complicated. Just a deep sigh. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, I, I love her, but you know she's she's mean to me sometimes. But she beats me when I come home, and she's had too much to drink. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. This, I mean, it, it's just context, folks. I mean, this comes yeah. off a l earlier conversation where Brian asked me if I was still reading the comics, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, fuck no." <laughs> That's a very interesting analogy because you can't hit her back. It's not right. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> she's Star Wars, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's she's a lady. You you don't do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you. Anyway, like I like I I, I totally hear you. Um, yeah, I I I feel the same way. Like I, it's just something you you just can't let go. You yeah, know, like yeah. like and and so, but I do feel like I'm being dragged. Like I'm not running with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm being dragged, yeah. uh, and that sucks. But you know, who knows? Obi Wan could be fucking amazing. Come I May. certainly hope so. Yeah. yeah. Deborah Chow's yeah. got the right stuff. We know that. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yeah. That that episode that she did of the mandalorian was top notch yeah right i mean she proved her chops and hit the ground running 
Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how involved Filoni is with that. Um, and even if he's not, like, I'm, I'm actually optimistic either way, because if he's not, all right, then we might get something really, some really interesting flavor from Deborah Chow. If he is, then great. Somebody who really knows Star Wars is really going to make sure it's in there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm good either way. But that's kind of our main thing. Do you feel like that's the main thing to look forward to? Yeah, for the moment. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. All right. Well, so that's how we're feeling about Star Wars. <laughs> With a terrible analogy. <laughs> that none of us mean, okay? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, we're incredibly nice guys. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. You might be a nice guy. I'm just kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, ask my neighbors about me being a nice guy. Anyway, no, there's... <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll wrap this one up and uh more of rob and i to come i guarantee you that and and so much more uh we'll see all of you woo, on the other side 